Up next, voices matter with Francisca Passion. In a democratic society, every voice counts. We are convinced that everyone has a meaningful story to tell. Our new feature, Voices Matter, is a platform to make your voice heard. On Voices Matter today, my guest is Brigitta Best. Hello, Brigitta. Yes, hi, good morning. Good morning. Brigitta, you have been suffering from long COVID for quite some time now. That's what we're going to talk about today. Um, would you like to describe maybe a bit what this disease means for you, how it has impacted your everyday life and your well-being, your health in the past months and years? Well, actually, since the 14th of February 2021, I remember exactly when it started, I don't have my normal life anymore. <laughs> I don't function the way I functioned. It feels like my body is not my body anymore. And there are times in between where things are better and then suddenly it sort of there's a relapse and my body doesn't function and I can't do much. So I have the feeling that the last two and a half years um, I didn't have much fun in life, to be honest. I have to fight all the time, you know, how to get up and you can't do any plans, nothing, because you never know how the next day is. Um, sometimes I work in bed because there's nothing else I can do. So it sucks. Sorry. <laughs> and is this mainly like the body that is weak? Can you describe the symptoms? It actually all often starts with the muscles, that the muscles feel like, you know, I was a very avid runner. And when you have done marathon training, um, you know, your muscles really hurt because you worked out so hard. And this is how it is. So all your muscles really hurt, you know, and when it's really bad, they start shaking. Um, you can't control it. So that's, you know, not very nice. And then it seems that your whole circulation is not working correctly. So your um, heart starts racing like crazy. The only thing when it's that bad is that you can just lay flat because any small thing you do makes it worse. Um, you get heart palpitations. You know, sometimes when you try to get up, you have an incredible weight on your on your breast area. Um, you know, then you start feeling like fainting. So you lie back down because that's the only thing that sort of works. Um, I've learned that, you know, you don't panic. Just be very, very calm, you know, breathe in and out. It will sort of go away. But in the beginning, it's extremely scary. You think you die. You know, I had a couple of moments where I told my husband, I'm dying <laughs> because this is how it felt. You know, so really bad. And then um, when you cut yourself into your finger, this pulsation, you feel that pain. Well, this is how it goes through the whole body. So your whole body actually feels like it's like electrified. It's really, really strange. And it also, it can be there for hours. And, you know, you don't know where it's coming from. 
um, then when it comes to your head, you know, you start getting a really strange pressure in your forehead. You can get a sort of dizziness, but it's almost like, you know, how you sometimes have it in movies where, you know, the movements of sort of your head, you can't really follow it. And it's like that. Um, so it's, it's very unpleasant as well. And then what I had, especially after the vaccinations, I, I had suddenly very, very high potassium levels. No one knows where it comes from. My kidneys seem to be okay and so on. But since then, I have been on a low potassium diet, which means that the food I can take in is very restricted. I lost a lot of weight because of that. Um, What else? Um, brain fog. Yeah. Uh, the first four months, I didn't really function very well. I was sitting in front of my computer and honestly only could do basic administrative tasks because my intellect was gone. So, um, yeah, it's really bad. <laughs> How do you handle with work? Well, <laughs> when I'm able to work, I work. Fortunately, I've always I had very strong work ethics, so even when I feel really bad, I lie in bed and I actually work while I'm in bed. <laughs> and I, I'm lucky enough that uh, I you know, work for someone who actually uh, uh, gives me the freedom to work when and how I can. But otherwise, I probably would be on sick leave most of the time, you know. So if you say it started in 2021, so that's already two years now, has the, have the symptoms been reduced somehow? Has there been some treatment, medical treatment that has helped you? So it all started, I received my first vaccination in 2021, I think it was April or so, and about 15 minutes later, I felt extremely bad. I had really bad heart palpitations and so on. Um, I was quite sick, actually, for some time. Then six weeks later, I received my second vaccination. After that, again, was not good. Um, and then six months later, December 21, I received my third vaccination. The reaction was not as bad as the first two um, but then three months later it really started being extremely extremely bad including hospital uh, because my potassium level was life-threatening high so I needed uh, I think they gave me insulin but um, otherwise I mean to be honest you know I've tried many things and I've been to many doctors I think because Not much research has been done. There's more done now. But what I've read, you know, when you get so sick, uh, I'm usually a quite an intelligent person and I tried finding sort of solutions, right? Um, so it's pretty clear that research is pretty early on, that it will take at least another one to two years before there will be even some diagnostics, um, you know, and then getting a medication, I guess it will take years, maybe 10 years, I don't know. Um, what I have been trying to do is I found that 
when it's really bad, my stomach and my intestines get quite upset as well. So I try to take it very, very easy with food, just eat basics, you know, no fat, no sugar, no alcohol, no coffee, no nothing, just to give my body less, mm, less work to do, you know, and that seems to be a bit better. Um, my recent relapse, I have it now since three weeks, um, I started actually receiving uh, a reoxy treatment um, that is actually a device uh, which has been used in Germany already for long COVID patients. And what this device does is it's, uh, it uses, I think, artificial intelligence as well. And so you put a mask on and uh, it um, looks into your oxygen level in your blood um, you know through your finger and then you inhale and you exhale and the system immediately sort of after a 10 minute test knows how much oxygen it has to give you and when it has to deprive you of oxygen and that is uh, 40 minutes and I do feel a bit better afterwards but unfortunately after two or three hours you know the the extreme fatigue and weakness and so on comes back um, so this is what I'm trying right now I've tried many things um, glutathione for example I got IVs of glutathione it helped in the beginning um, but not anymore and otherwise, um, to be honest, I think that was one of the hardest parts really is, especially in the beginning after the vaccinations, um, doctors didn't know what to do, you know. And the only doctor I know who actually told me, look, we are only in the beginning of research, the truth is we don't know anything, uh, was a doctor in America who has been treating me for other things for years. Um, but otherwise, sorry to say that, but here in Luxembourg, it's like, you know, doctors don't know. And then they say, oh, you know, it's just your stress. Oh, it's your nerves, you know, oh, relax, it will be better. And that's not very helpful when your body is not working and you once were a really very active person. And now you are trying to find a solution. You are trying to find help and people don't take you serious. So here in Luxembourg, the doctors haven't even diagnosed long COVID? Not really, no. No, and I tried also to get to the university hospital in Marburg. Um, you know, we, we asked the CNS and they actually denied it. Okay. Yeah, so, so basically everything I have been trying and doing, I've done by myself. So that's in, in Marburg in Germany. That's a research group at the university focused on long COVID patients. Yes, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. And also post vaccination because basically the symptoms are pretty much the same. So, you know, first I had the post vaccination syndrome. Um, then I was much better for about four months. And unfortunately, in January this year, I had a COVID infection. And right afterwards, it was not so bad. It was like a very bad cold. But right afterwards, uh, all my symptoms came back. And so I, it feels like your body is fighting against yourself. This is how it feels. You feel like almost like reprogrammed, you know, like your body doesn't know what to do with, I don't know, with these antibodies or whatever it is, you know. So, yeah. <laughs> So how many doctors have you seen here in Luxembourg? 
probably five, I would say. Yeah. And none of them could do anything to help you? No. And have you made other, well, well, in the US, if you know the doctor for several years, then probably you do have some kind of relation of trust, I guess. Um, could they help you? Well, I think the first thing is, which is good, is he takes that serious because he has many other patients who are suffering from long COVID and from post-vaccination syndrome. Um, you know, so that's already good. He takes it serious. And um, he also said, look, you know, it, it, we are doing research with the UCSD. Um, so he's working with research teams as well. And that, of course, gives me more confidence, you know, because I know that this is someone who really is interested in finding solutions, you know, whether it's sort of different forms of IV or he has been looking into antivirals, um, you know, so with him we are trying out things, so to say, and see whether something helps. So it's not, you know, that he says, well, this is the solution, but he says, well, this has helped certain people, we can give it a try. And at least, you know, you can try something instead of being told that it will go away and, you know, it's just your nerves and you are stressed. Mm -hmm. uh, that probably adds up to your stress and your health situation as well if you have to travel again and again to the US. Sure. And also you have to pay it out of your pocket. Yes. <laughs> you know, <laughs> but you're sort of happy to do it because it gives you a bit of hope. That's one of the bad things. I've been and I am a very active person in life, you know, and uh, You miss out so much, you know, so many events, so many nice things you have planned and, you know, where you want to be part of and you can't, you can't, you know, it's impossible. And then, yeah, life starts sucking a bit, which is sad because I love life. <laughs> yeah, but I think we have to be realistic when you think about um, the, the AIDS uh, problematic we had in the 80s. And how many years it took before actually, you know, there was medication. I think it will probably take between five to ten years before we really have proper medication. But the first thing we need is we have to be able to diagnose it. And that's extremely difficult right now, you know. I mean, I think we have to look into the glands. We have to look into the hormones. We have to look into immune systems. Um, Yeah, <laughs> even sort of, you know, electricity in the body because it sometimes really feels like I'm electrified. And I understand that, you know, a lot of things that are going on in the body actually is electric. So um, that's the only good thing. I've learned a lot about my body. <laughs> yeah. Good luck, Brigitte. Thank you. That was Voices Matter. At Era City Radio, we are convinced that every voice matters. Yours as well. If you want to share your story, contact us at listeners at era.lu or via Era City Radio's social media channel. <laughs>